Hey church, good evening. I'm so glad you're joining us tonight. I have a word that I'm really excited to share with you. But before we get into that tonight, I wanna remind you about a few things here at Vibrant. The first thing is this, is that if you were with us this past week at church on Sunday, you probably noticed that we have a lot of brand new Vibrant Church merch and it's amazing. I know I love all of it. We have shirts, we have hats, we have hoodies, like the whole deal. We have so many great items, and so many of you have asked, is there a way for us to get the merch online? So our team has been working really hard to provide that service for you, and now you can go to vibrantchurch.com and click the store tab, or you can actually click that link that the host is about to give you right now in that chat room, and you can check out all the brand new merch and you can purchase it while it's still available. Then this Sunday, someone say this Sunday. Yeah, this Sunday is going to be a special one. You don't want to miss it. The one, the only, Pastor Daniel Groves is going to be in the house. Come on, someone, if you're excited, I want to see some hand clap emojis in the chat room right now. I don't know about you, but I am excited about this Sunday. So join us Sunday. Bring a friend. We have two opportunities at 945 and 1130. And listen, church, I just want to say thank you. Thank you so much for your generosity. Because of you, we are able to be the hands and the feet of Jesus in our community and really all around the world. This is such an uncertain time and so many people are looking for hope. I'm actually going to talk a little bit about that in my message tonight, but I want to thank you, church. Thank you for partnering with us because you are bringing hope to people all around the world. You are making a difference and growing the kingdom of God. And if you'd like to partner with us, it's really easy. You simply can go to vibrantchurch.com giving, or you can text the word vibrant to 77977 and follow the secure steps and be a part of what God is doing right here at Vibrant Church. Well, church, like I said earlier, I have a word that I'm really excited to share with you tonight. So let's lean in together and get ready to get into God's word tonight. Hey church, so I was thinking about this. Have you ever used an item in the complete wrong way? You know, what I mean is this. Have you ever like used the heel of your shoe to hammer in a nail instead of just using a hammer? Or have you ever used like a sugar packet to level a table? I actually just did that uh, the other night at a nice restaurant. I felt really kind of silly. I'm getting the sugar packet trying to level my table, but you know what I mean? Have you ever used an item in a way that it was never intended to be used? Now, I remember whenever I lived in Illinois about 12 years ago, there was a funeral happening at the church that I was working at. And we had just gotten done with some renovations at that church. And something that really bothered me was that there was some paint that had gotten on a couple of the electrical outlets. And, well, the outlets, they were located behind the crowd at the funeral. So I had this bright idea, right? I had this idea that I was going to get this rag, and I was going to try to clean these outlets off while the funeral was in session. I mean, like, seriously, what could go wrong, right? Well, the paint didn't come off. So I thought, well, I need something that's like rougher to, to scrub this paint off these outlets. So I went into that church's kitchen and I was looking around and I found one of these right here, these little scrub brushes. 
You know, I placed it in a towel because, I mean, if we're being, being honest tonight, these scrubbers are kind of uncomfortable on your hands too, right? So I stuck it in that towel that I had and I went over to the outlets and I'm standing behind everyone. They're not going to see me. And I just started to scrub off the paint. And to be totally honest with you, at first, it worked perfectly. I thought, man, I'm brilliant. But I hadn't really thought through the fact that this is a copper scrub brush. And as I was scraping that paint off, all of a sudden, there was a loud boom. Just this loud explosion, it sounded like. See, not only did I get shocked right then, but the copper scrubber and the towel that was in my hand, they were on fire, okay? So I'm sitting there like frantically trying to clap my hands and get this fire to, to get out of my hands. I'm trying to stop this thing. And the fire goes out and I think, whew, all right, I lived through that. I'm, you know, got a little electrocuted, but I'm good. And once I regained control of the whole situation, I all of a sudden remembered where I was. So I turned around to look to where the crowd was at this funeral, and sure enough, the entire funeral was now turned around and looking at me. See, I learned that day that it's really important to use an item in the way that it was intended. You know, a couple weeks ago, I spoke on Sunday morning about the purpose and identity that God has placed in your life. I mentioned that you were made with a unique design, you were made with a specific purpose. You were intentionally created and put together as a masterpiece by the designer. I think that that's important for you to remember as we step in to tonight's message. For the next couple weeks, I want to dig in on a subject that we really can all relate to. It's a topic that becomes pretty relevant every October because of Halloween and all but also a topic that has hit our world significantly this year in 2020. And that topic is fear. Someone say fear. You know, tonight I want to very quickly unpack the base of being a follower of Christ and living in fear. Because the truth is, as followers of Christ, we should not have to live our life walking in fear. Then next week, I want to go a little bit deeper. Next week, I want to look at this whole other topic. Next week, I'll be teaching on how to live by faith when I feel anxious and alone. I know there's many of us that feel that way. Next week, we'll be looking at Psalms 9-9 where it says that the Lord is a refuge for the oppressed, a stronghold in times of trouble. Those who know your name trust in you, for you, Lord, have never forsaken those who seek you. So that is next week. Mark your calendars for that. But right now, tonight, someone say fear. If, if we're being honest, we actually all have quite a few fears, don't we? You know, I know me personally, I'm scared of snakes. I'm scared of uh, mice. I'm scared of spiders. I mean, if we're just going to be totally honest tonight... I'm pretty much just scared of the outdoors. I mean, that's just, it is what it is. I'm, I'm a city boy. I don't belong outside. I don't like the things that are outside. It, they scare me. I'm not a camper. That's not what I do. But let's go a little bit deeper tonight. For a lot of us, I mean, we're afraid of making the wrong decisions, aren't we? We're afraid of the future. For some of us, we are afraid of disappointing other people. For some of us, we're afraid of death. We fear approval of the world. For some of us, we are afraid that we aren't good enough. 
And then, you know, from there, let's, let's get into this year. We're afraid of a virus, aren't we? We're fearful if we've been near someone that has it. Do I wear a mask all of the time? Some of the time? None of the time? Do I buy the stockpile of hand sanitizer now? Do I wear gloves? I mean, like, let's be honest, should I ever even leave my house ever again? There's so much fear. And whether or not you even realize it, most of us live a good portion of our lives in fear. But in 2 Timothy 1.7, it says, For God has not given us a spirit of what? Of fear. But he has given you power, he's given you love, and self-control. But that's a whole lot easier said than done, isn't it? But I think that it's important to remember that you were designed. You were designed. And fear was not designed within you. God didn't give you a spirit of fear. You know, walking in fear is not how you were intended to be used. Living in fear is not how you were intended to live your life. So what do I do with all this fear that I'm walking in? When the world keeps throwing scary situations my way, what do we do? Well, as disciples of Jesus, we need to allow the filter that forms our decisions to be different than what the world's is. Our, our filter should not be the same as the world's filter. The Bible tells us in Romans 12 too, do not, that's the key word right there, someone say not, do not, do not be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then we can test and we can approve what God's will is, his good, his pleasing, his perfect will. One more time, someone say not. See, the Bible tells us not to be conformed to the patterns of this world. And as many people live their life in fear, we as followers of Christ are not to live in fear. You weren't created to fear. So tonight I want to look at two ways that you are not like this world. Are you ready? Say ready. As followers of Christ, we live by faith, not by fear. We live by faith, not by fear. When Jesus was comforting his disciples in John 14, he said, do not let your hearts be troubled. He said, you believe in God, believe also in me. He went on to say in verse 27, he said, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you, he said. I do not give you as the world gives to you. And because I do not give as the world gives, Jesus says this, it's so great. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be what? Afraid. Don't be afraid. I hope that there's someone here watching tonight. You're watching this and maybe you've been living with some fear. You know, you just feel like you've been anxious all of the time. If you're, maybe you're afraid of what's going to happen in your life. If, if you're scared maybe of, of uh, decisions that you're having to make. Maybe you're scared about the direction that the world is, is headed right now. Maybe you're scared of the things that are completely out of your control. Listen to me tonight. I want you to lean into this truth. Are you ready? As followers of Christ, people who know Jesus, you do not have to live in fear. God gives us a peace that is not of this world. It is from his kingdom. Amen? We live by faith and not by fear. 
In fact, I I love the way that the New Living Translation translates the words of Jesus because it says that Jesus said, I am leaving you with a gift. This is a gift. Some of you, you should receive this gift today. If someone gives you a gift, man, you would be excited, wouldn't you? You know, when I give my wife a gift, she's usually really, really excited. But to be fair and to kind of toot my horn a little bit, I do give really good gifts. I pay attention to the things that she needs, the things that she wants, the things that she mentions all throughout the year so that whenever Christmas or her birthday, whenever an anniversary or some other gift-giving opportunity comes around, I can give her a gift that I know she'll love. And to be quite honest, I'm really excited to give it to her. I usually can't wait until like Christmas or her birthday. I get too anxious. I I always just end up giving it to her early because I know how much she'll love it. I just want her to have her gift. See, I want you to understand tonight that our God is giving you a gift. And the gift he gives is peace of mind and peace of heart. When the rest of the world lives in fear, we open up this gift from God of peace of mind and peace of heart. A peace that is not anything this world would even understand. It's a peace that only comes from heaven. Jesus says, the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled and don't be afraid. I hope you'll understand tonight that God is not sitting in heaven right now going, oh my gosh, I didn't see this virus coming. See, I hope you understand that the things that frighten you, the things that scare you, that that are going on in your life right now, those things that you're up against right this second, those things did not catch God off guard. No, instead, I'd actually like to believe that God is kind of like me when it comes to gift giving. He's over there so anxious for you to open this gift that he's like, just open it right now. Open it now. You don't have to wait until you're terrified. You don't have to wait until you're up against a wall. No, look and see that I'm giving you this gift of peace of mind and peace of heart right now so that whenever you do come against these things that scare you, you can have confidence that I am there with you. You know, we have to remember that God is always faithful. He's always in control. Our God is good. Our God has a plan. Our God will never leave us. He will never forsake us. He's working all things, everything, everywhere, every day together for your good. He will not leave you. Whatever battle you're facing right now, our God is with you. If if he is for you, then who can be against you? Remember that scripture that I read earlier, 2 Timothy 1.7? It says, for God has not given us a spirit of what? He hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and self-control. We are not panicking. We have the peace from heaven. We are not fearful. We live by faith. You know, Paul said this, for we live by faith and not by sight. We live by faith and not by fear. See, worrying today doesn't take away tomorrow's troubles, but it does take away today's peace. Did you hear what I said? I want to say that again. I want you, I want you to get that in you tonight. Worrying today doesn't take away tomorrow's troubles, but it does take away today's peace. 
Look, I told you earlier, one of the things that scares me so much is snakes, right? <laughs> I mean, if, if you're scared of snakes also, I want you to get in that chat room right now and show me some love. I need to know that I am not alone in this. I just, I don't like snakes. They terrify me. But I was jogging a while back, and as I was jogging down the street, I came up to a snake that was in the road. Now, when I saw it, I, I did quite a dance move uh, because it scared me to death. I mean, if anyone driving by, they got a great show because I was dancing all over the place. I'm scared of snakes. Now, to give you a little bit more context, though, this snake, well, it was dead. That doesn't make me sound any tougher, does it? Now, it had been run over at some point by a car, and, but it still scared me when I saw it. You know, the interesting thing about snakes is that even when they're dead, even if their head is completely detached from the rest of their body, their body will still squirm and move. And you know, I think that in many ways our faith versus fear in life works the exact same way. See, as followers of Jesus, we should stand confidently in the face of our fears, knowing that the enemy has already been defeated. By his death and resurrection, Jesus overcame the enemy. In Colossians 1.13, it says, For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of our sins. Remember what Paul said? For we live by faith and not by sight, right? We live by faith and not by fear. But many of us are looking at the snake in front of us and we become paralyzed in fear. And maybe that snake that's in front of you right now, maybe that, that snake is fears in your finances. Maybe, maybe it's, it's fear about the future or maybe some future decisions that need to be made. Maybe the fear that you're looking at right now concerns a loved one that's in your life. Maybe it's a medical report that's just come back. Maybe it's some uncertainty in your life. See, church, there's so many things in our life that can cause us to fear. There's so many things that are in front of us that, that are just slithering around, that are creeping around, looking like snakes. But we, but we need to live by faith, not by sight. When you live by sight, you take God out of the equation. You begin to look at that snake that's in front of you. And, and you fear it because you see it moving. But, but come on, someone. When, when you live by faith, you put God back in the equation. You put him back in front, right? The snake that may be slithering around is still slithering around and trying to scare you. But you can clearly see that the enemy has already been defeated. Amen? Even if it looks scary, you know it's dead. It can't harm you. It's dead. Someone say, it's dead. See, its head is cut off. It is defeated. See, we need to live by faith, not by fear. We need to live by faith and not by sight. Number two is this. Write this down. We shine our light. We do not hide. We shine our light. We do not hide. You know, I remember when I was a young kid, when I was in my bed at night and when it was dark in my room, sometimes the shadows in my room would look like something scary. You know what I mean? You, you probably did this too, like the, the coat that was hung over your door. Now all of a sudden in the dark room looked like a person standing there and it terrified you, right? 
And, and when, when I would get scared, and maybe you did this too, let's be honest tonight, when I'd get scared, I wouldn't jump into action, right? I wouldn't jump out of my bed and face my fears. No, instead what I would do is I would take my blanket and I would put it over my head as if that was going to make me invisible to whatever it was that was scaring me, right? You know what would have been a whole lot more effective? What would have been more effective is if I just turned a light on. Come on, someone say, turn the light on. On. Yeah, see, Jesus said in Matthew 5, 14, he said, you are the what? The light of the world. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill, it can't be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl or put it under a blanket. Instead, they put it on a stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. You are the light. We are to let it shine, not to hide it. See, unfortunately, during this time in the world right now, there are so many people who feel incredibly unsettled in life right now. They feel uh, unsure and and anxious. They're, They're looking for somewhere for hope. See, the world is looking at the dead, slithering snake body moving around. Or they're looking at the shadow in the dark room, and it seems scary. It's terrifying to the world. And the world needs hope. And the world needs light. And the good news, church, is that that should be us. We should be faith-filled, hope-passing, light-shining followers of Jesus. Look, I understand that the virus may be contagious, but I'm praying for some Jesus followers to be even more contagious in this time. We need to be contagious with his love, with his grace, spreading hope, spreading light. I'm believing that the hope that Jesus brings spreads faster than any virus all over this world at this time. Because listen, church, whenever the world grows darker, the light of Jesus just shines brighter. What are we? We are the light shining, hope passing, faith giving followers of Jesus. That's what we are. We are the body of Christ. We don't hide our light. We don't put that blanket over our head. No, we let our light shine. We are not of this world, church. We do not grieve as those who have no hope. But listen to me clearly. In our life, will there be other oppositions? Yes, of course there will be. But we are the church of Jesus Christ. And we will overcome evil with good. We know that the Lord is not slow in keeping his promises. No. And we we do not grieve like the rest of mankind who has no hope. Because the Lord is our helper. And he's already defeated the enemy. Once again, someone say defeated. He's already defeated the enemy. See, it's time for us to confidently step up to our giants. Man, confidently step up to our snakes, to those things in your life that are causing you to fear right now, and say just like David did when he stood in front of Goliath. I love this. David walks up to Goliath in 1 Samuel 17, verse 46. He says, this day, Goliath, this day the Lord will deliver you into my hands. I'll strike you down. I'll cut off your head. This very day I will give the carcasses of the Philistines 
Philistine army. Man, that's good right there. That's gross, but that's good. I'm going to give the carcasses of the Philistine army to the birds and the wild animals. And the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. All those gathered here will know that it is not by sword or by spear that the Lord saves. For the battle is whose? The battle is the Lord's. And he will give all of you into our hands. Then it says this, I love this right here. It says that David ran toward the battle line to meet Goliath. Does that sound like the actions of someone who is scared? No, no. He ran toward the giant because he knew the battle was the Lord's, which meant the giant was just like the snake I talked about earlier, just a squirming dead body. The enemy, the enemy's already defeated. But this world is still seeing some shadows in the dark. They still need us to step up, church. They need us to step up. They need us to be the light that God intended us to be. We are the body of Christ. Uh, we, we are the light. What should the light do? It should shine. So whatever you're going through today, I want you to know this. Number one, God loves you. He loves you. He has not abandoned you. He has not forsaken you. He is with you. Our God never leaves us. He is always good. And that, that's why, church, no matter what scares you in life, because of Christ, we will not walk in fear. We will walk in faith. Will you pray with me tonight? No matter what you're walking through tonight, no matter what fears are in your life tonight, I want you to give it to God. I want you to give it to God because we are intended to be the light in the dark world. We are intended to be lost and fearful in the darkness. So right now, whatever you're walking through, I want you to give it to God so you can confidently run towards your fears just like David did and say, hey, look, the battle is the Lord's. Will you pray with me tonight? Let's close your eyes and bow your head. God, we love you so much. And God, I thank you that you made us intentionally, God, and that you did not put fear in us. We were not created to fear. We weren't created to walk in fear. But God, tonight I pray right now, whatever it is that's in front of us, whatever giant that's in front of us, God, I pray right now that, God, you give us the confidence to put our eyes on you. Because, God, we aren't going to walk by sight around this world. We're going to have our sight be on you. We're going to put our eyes Eyes on you, Jesus, because God, you are bigger than our fears. You are greater than the things that terrify us. God, no matter what it is, God, you are in control. And God, we give you all of control tonight. It is not for us, God, it is for you to, to lead our way, God, to be that light, God, and allow us to reflect your light, God, and reflect your love. God, we love you. Jesus, we thank you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Listen, I, I hope that you enjoyed that word tonight and that you choose from this point on to walk by faith and not by sight. To walk by faith and not by fear. Look, God has a special plan and purpose for each one of us. Remember, you were uniquely designed and fear, well, it's not something that was placed in you. Church, we love you. We're praying for you. And don't forget, be here this Sunday for Daniel Groves. He's in the house, 945 or 1130. It's going to be an incredible day. We'll see you. Have a great week. We'll see you Sunday.